trouble. Wentz will be escaping from the 18-yard line. How in the world did that happen? You are listening to the Philly Fever Podcast with Lucas Nightage, Jack Herr, and Travis Geer. What's up, everybody? Back with another episode of the Philly Fever Podcast. I'm Lucas, here with Jack and Travis, and a special guest, our buddy Pat Wagner, up and coming in the uh, Philadelphia sports media world. What's up, guys? Thanks for the invite, Lucas, Jack, and Travis. I appreciate it. Of course. Anytime, Pat. Anytime, yeah. Thank you. You're smarter than Jack, so. (laughs) Yeah. Today, we have... uh, our third episode of our Philly Hot Take series, uh, Phillies. We're, we're doing the Phillies Hot Takes predictions. Go Phillies. Um, so if you haven't listened to our Sixers or Eagles one, go back, check it out before you listen to this one. Um, or don't, I don't really care. You really don't have to listen to the other two before you listen to this one. So it doesn't really matter. Um, all right, I guess let's just get right into it. Pat, since you're a newcomer here, you go first. Let's see what All you right. got. So we're doing hot takes on the Phillies? Tough. Okay, so I guess I'll start off with somewhat of a take. Um, well, last year, obviously, the Phillies offense, um, average-wise, run-wise, pretty much everything was below average in the league. And um, I think this year there's a good shot that we'd be top 10 in most categories, I want to say, top 10, where last year we were bottom 10 in pretty much every category. Um, I think this for many reasons. Um, One, last year, the combination of Gabe Pathler and John Malley was terrible. It was awful. They had a terrible approach. Um, Reese Hoskins just fell off the map at one point. Um, Guys like JT Realmuto and Gene Segura, who both came off great all-star seasons before, both hit like 270, 280 last year and really were nothing like they were the previous year. Um, so I think the firing of those two and bringing in Joe Girardi, a more a veteran coach with – he has a, he's World Series experience. He won a World Series. I think that will help a lot of guys like Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, Segura, Real Muto. I think they'll all be much improved. And I think the offense – and another thing, wait, Lucas, um, with the addition of a DH, this leads to many possibilities that the Phillies could use. Since it's – what, now, the season probably won't start till July. McCutcheon will probably be back for the start of the well, year. Yeah, yeah. So you got the loaded outfield of Harper, McCutcheon, um, Hazley, Jay Bruce. I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, but I just think the team is offensively is going to be top 10 in most categories this year. Who do you guys think the DH will be? I think it will be Jets. I think Jay Bruce. I'd like to see Jay Bruce because he's a huge power hitter. And I think that's, you know, that fits well with the DH position. Agreed. Um, I think the – I think – not the Eagles. I'm sorry. I, I do that a lot. Uh, I think the Phillies um, – 
like 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 you said, I think the Phillies, whether they hit that bottom ten or top ten in hitting wise, I think it all really depends on Reese Hoskins. I mean, you saw you saw like when he when he was on, the entire offense was on, and when he sputtered off, it just seems it just seemed like the team was dead. I mean, that also could have something to do with Andrew McCutcheon being out and how the team sputtered there. But I feel like, I mean, before Harper came, Reese was, Reese was the star of the team. And I, I feel like if we, if we want to ascend to that top 10 level, then Reese has to hit like 280 with like 30 bombs at least. Yeah. I, I agree with that. He, Hoskins was terrible last year, the second half of the year. Like, he, like was, he was statistically one of the worst hitters in baseball, if like bottom five, yeah. I believe. And he was just terrible. So I, I agree that Hoskins is a huge part. I mean, he, our he offense. Did have one of my favorite Phillies moments. <laughs> All right, Lucas. Um, <laughs> I didn't see your well, hands. Our, my bad. Our offense was uh, going into the season was so highly. Uh, praised you know the lineup was looked at as you know a top tier lineup and I think everything just kind of came together in the worst way possible and like you said Kapler you know was always shifting those lineups shifting the order and I think Joe Girardi should do a much better job of than Kapler in every way possible Um, and when McCutcheon went out our offense just plummeted I don't see why we shouldn't see a lot of improvement um, compared to last year. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Trav. I think Girardi brings what Capor never had, and that's consistency um, to the lineup. You know, that, that, kinda, that can mess with a player's head if you don't know what position you're going to be batting in every single night. So I think a um, more consistent approach to the lineup uh, will definitely lead to um, possibly what Pat's predicting, a top 10 offense in the league. I think that would be great. Um, I think the Phillies have more problems than just the offense. I mean, you know, our pitching is not the greatest, but that could improve this year with Zach Wheeler. We'll see. Well, we're just um, talking about the, the – Right. The, yeah, I'll get back on track to offense. Yeah. Um, I think Reese – I agree with you, Lucas. Reese is a crucial, crucial player. Um, he can really, you know, tip the scales either way to a really good offense or a really bad offense. And it it was a shame to see him do so poorly in the second half of the season last year. Um, But I could definitely see an improvement this year. I agree. I think another interesting um, factor to this year's offense and something that definitely wouldn't have happened if the season was normal is our top prospect, Alec Boom. I mean, he's he's considered one of the best third base prospects in baseball. And if pretty minor pretty leagues were to happen, what? I'm pretty if sure minor leagues were to happen, Boom would not have been in the league right away. But with an expanded roster, he almost definitely will be. And he could play into the lineup as a DH possibly and be a very imp- another great addition to the offense. So That's a good point. I'm excited for the offense has to bring this year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at last year. Sorry, one more thing. You look at last year when um, Charlie Manuel came in as the hitting coach. 
it, like that one series against the Cubs, the Phillies offense just exploded. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, that, that kind of made you see um, the hitting coach was a huge problem, but I think getting rid of cap is the second step. And now, you know, we're much better off. I agree. I don't know. I don't know how much Charlie Manuel had to do with it. I mean, it could have been just a coincidence that he came in and then we just popped off for that one series. Cause that's just baseball, honestly. And then yeah, I mean, that's true. The rest but of the way, the same. We we all knew that the hitting coach Malley was terrible. So that's true. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it has less to do with actually manual and action and more replacing Malley. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I hate Malley. Right. Uh, Pat, that was a good take. Um, Travis, what do you got? All right, my hot take is that the Phillies will win a World Series within the next five years. And I went with this window mainly because of our uh, two biggest prospects, one of whom Pat already uh, touched on, Alec Bohm. Um, he should be a stud in the lineup in the future, should be our third baseman for the future. And five years gives a window for us to uh, – for him to improve and start to come into his own as a hitter. And along with him, we also have Spencer Howard. And uh, like Bohm, I think this uh, shortened season will help Howard because uh, the Phillies have already talked about prioritizing getting him some uh, innings, getting him to throw some pitches. And with those expanded rosters, they should, you know, be able to get him up there. And they really want him to just kind of get a feel for the game, throw some pitches. And, you know, within the next few years, he hopefully should become – a starter, and we've really fluctuated, uh, changed around uh, the fifth spot in our rotation, and he should provide, you know, a stable, you know, I don't know where he would end up in this time frame, but we should have a solid, uh, clear five-man rotation. And like we've talked about with the lineup, the lineup just has so much potential in my eyes, and we have so many, you know, great hitters when they're at their ceiling with Harper and Hoskins and even like Scott Kingery, and you look at these five years, and especially the young guys like Kingery can improve in that time frame. He's still so young, and I think as long as we and that lineup is going to be good, no matter what. Um, the pitching is more of a question mark, and hopefully Howard can provide some stability there. And even and outside those two spots, Joe Girardi, what is going to be so much better than Gabe Kapler. I think we all know that. He's already won a World Series. I don't see why he can't do it again. And with all the uh, turnover, there's a lot of turnover in baseball uh, at the top in the World Series, I don't see why the Phillies couldn't uh, make a splash one year if everything goes right and make it to uh, and win a World Series. Um, I personally, I, I don't really, I can't really make this decision or try and like think about the prediction until after this season, I just wanted to see if we if we even succeed if we succeed more with uh, Girardi over Kapler. Um, and I mean, you guys you guys have been hearing about the JT Rio Muto cont- contract disputes, right? So yeah. we don't even know if he'll be back after next year. Um, I I think he's going to be a stud, but Bohm could sputter out. Same with Bohm. I mean, sorry, same with Howard. Um, I mean, and also, I mean, if you look at Howard's stats in the minors, 
I mean, he's pitched good, not like phenomenally. They're not. Nah, he's, he's stats like, mean nothing. Howard's so far away, though. Howard, I don't think Howard, even with an expander no roster, way, should be on the team. You don't think he'll be on the team this year? I don't think he should be. Pitchers take longer to develop. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a high-velocity guy. Um, I just I don't want him on the team this year. I mean, even before the expanded rosters, they were talking about just getting him up to just uh, get experience mainly. So I don't. I feel like now that's even more likely to happen. The thing, the thing that scares me about something like that. I remember maybe four or five years back, Jake Thompson was our top pitching prospect. He was a guy that I was really excited about. I really, he was. We got him in the Cole Hamels trade. He was our top pitching prospect, top 40 overall in majors in the top 100 prospects. We brought him up probably too early. I was excited. I wanted to see the guy pitch. He was terrible, fell off the face of the earth, and never made it back up since. So I don't – I wouldn't love seeing Howard up. Pitchers scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, but with more on the take you had with the World Series, I agree – and Lucas made a good point about Real Muto. Hopefully, he'll play with us for more than this year um, if we want to go over and go into luxury tax. Um, but I think five-year window, I kind of agree with that. I think we got Bryce to that big deal. We have Reese Hoskins Young, Kingery Young, Boom, Howard eventually. And I think this is definitely a five-year window that I could see a World Series. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I agree with the five-year window. Um, <clears throat> I would even go as far as saying three years. Um, now, that's definitely a little more optimistic, I'll admit. But uh, um, I don't know. I just really like our lineup. I really like our chances. Um, the problem is, though, is the MLB is kind of – I feel like it's a really stacked league, especially right now. There's just so many good teams, and especially in our own division. It's going to be hard to get a high playoff spot or a high seed. Um, so, you know, I would love yeah. to see the Phillies go back to the World Series, though. That's what I – Yeah, I know. Were you going to say something? No. Okay. Um, I know what you're saying about, like, there's a lot of good teams, especially in our division, but the MLB is a lot different than the NFL, where, you know, those high seeds and those buys mean a lot more. I mean, just last year, the Nationals won the World Series as a wild card team. True. So true. it can easily happen, you know, it, but it is tougher because of the, uh, there's less spots, but maybe who knows they could even continue with expanded playoffs. We'll see what happens, but I could easily see us, you know, just one of these years putting it all together and making that run. Yeah. I have a sort of like a hypothetical question for you guys. Um, do you think that because it's going to be an 82 game season, um, I think it still will be, but do you think that the World Series champion will be like a legitimate World Series winner that, you know, is equal to every other World Series past winner? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing about baseball is that it's just – there's just so many games that, I mean, whoever whoever wins a championship is, like, they are the best in the – they are the best in the league. In – like they're 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 sort of like at the time they're sort of undisputed best in the league with with other games, such as with other teams 
sports such as football or basketball, you can't – sometimes it's a bit up in the air. But baseball, there's – like the one, the one who wins is almost always the best. I agree. It, baseball point. does a good job in, in kind of settling the best team in the league. Um, uh, so was that all for Travis's take? I got nothing else. Nothing else? All right, Jack, what's yours? I could see Bryce Harper winning the NL MVP in the next three years. I was originally saying next year, um, but I'm going to expand that to three more years. Um, now, I got to admit, the NL is admittedly stacked with talent. Um, you got Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts on the same team, Christian Yelich, Pete Alonso, Jacob deGrom, uh, Max Scherzer, Juan Soto. So, Arenado. It's going to be really hard for Bryce Harper to separate himself uh, from these players. Um, but I think the biggest thing, Harper had a really underrated year last year. He actually had a really good year behind the plate. He only hit 260, but he had an OBP of 372 and a slugging percentage of 510, which was the third highest in his eight-year career. Um and those are we have to keep in mind those were numbers that were under under Maui, under Capworth. Um and of course the numbers will increase as the whole team gets better at hitting. So I think I think the presence of Girardi is gonna help Bryce Harper's case a lot. Um and you know, while it might not happen next year, in the next three years, I could definitely see it. Um, Jack, I actually agree with you. Um, I mean, just look, I mean, yeah, you're right. Just like, look at his stats. Look at his stats from last year. Second most home runs in his career, led only by his MVP season. Second most hits in his career, again, led by only his MVP season. The most RBIs in his career with 114, which is a lot of fucking RBIs. And I really think the only thing he needs to achieve to get to, to get the MVP is just a, a higher batting average. And he just, he just needs to get those strikeouts down. I mean, I think last year's strikeouts. I mean, he had like 172 strikeouts last year. I think that's a. I think that's a fluke, um, because he. If you look at the rest of his stats, he really has not had even close to that many um, strikeouts in earlier years. Um, but I do agree with you about how. Uh, I mean, the NL, the NL is just stacked right now, and that will that will. Uh, Really block, really block his uh, transition to the MVP. I mean, look at Juan Soto in his second year. The dude hit 34 dingers with 110 RBIs and a 280 average. I mean, I feel like he's gonna hit. He's gonna win like three MVPs by the time he he's like it's all said and done with him. Cody Bellinger, more. I'll admit he hit a shit ton of home runs. Um, but in his uh in his MVP year, he had 47 home runs in his MVP year. But he only had one more RBI than Harper did, and I just—I mean, well, I think that, Lucas, what? I, I RBI. I think RBI is one of those stats that is, as you know, as baseball statistics, the study of them progresses. RBIs are not as important as they used to be. It depends um, a lot on. I disagree. I mean, when you have yeah. when you have yes. a team like the Dodgers, what, where he's on, where the team is just amazing all around and there should be a lot yeah. of guys on base how do you only have one more rbi than a bottom of the league hitting hitting uh hitting team yeah that, that's a fair point um 
And I think even though RBI is not as important as it used to be, it's still an important stat that people look at and say, okay, you're a really good player. So I think, you know, as the whole lineup for the Phillies improves, that's obviously going to help Bryce's RBI count. I think I think the RB, going off the RBIs, um, Bryce last year I think was like third in the whole league hitting with runners in scoring position. So that in yeah. itself like says a lot about his RBI total. He was very good with runners in scoring position, and that's a big reason he drove in a lot of runs. But I also agree RBIs is not like the number one stat to look at. But, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it's the number one, but what, do you, what would you say is more important? A lot of things. A lot of things. For a hitter? Um, well, Low strikeouts, high OBP, high slugging. Analytically, OBP, OPS, well, slugging percentage are probably the three most important stats in baseball. Analytically. Um, I think RBI is a better team stat than yeah. it is an individual stat. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I'll give my take on the Bryce Harper MVP in three years thing. I love Bryce Harper. I'm a big Bryce Harper fan. Loved him when we signed him. When he was struggling last year, I always backed him up. But I don't see him winning an MVP in the next three years. And I think a big reason why is he's not a big average hitter. And I average is another thing that has, is not as really important anymore, but it's still hugely important. Um, but like OBP is a big thing nowadays analytically. But when picking an MVP, they always are the guys hitting like 320 plus. And Harper, for most of his career, has been a 260s, 270s hitter. And I'm yeah, not saying that's, that's like, I'm not basing him as a player off of his batting averages. But in order to win an MVP, I think that you need to have a much higher batting average. Like he did when he won MVP, he hit like 330. And I just don't see him ever hitting 330 again, especially the way he strikes out. And I just don't see him winning an MVP, especially over guys like Soto, Arenado, Bellinger, Cunha. I mean, the NL is loaded. It's just going to be tough. Yeah. But that doesn't, think, that doesn't take away from Bryce's value. Sorry, Trev. I just, yeah, I agree with you, Pat, um, that even though average might not be the most important, I feel like average and home runs – that combo stat, if they're both really good, you have a really good chance of getting the MVP. Oh, yeah. And that yeah, – for hitters, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yelich, Belly, yeah. All right, Chad. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle here because, like Pat said, I mean, Harper doesn't really hit for average that well. And that's why you have, like, all these fans calling him overrated because he doesn't do as well in the more popular – these, like, stats that don't matter anymore, but they're really popular – or what people look at. And, you know, you have a lot of people that know baseball well looking at looking deeper and they see, yeah, he's not overrated. He had a good, uh, he actually had a decent season last year. And like that com combined with the combination makes it really hard, but I can easily see everything coming together for him uh, in one year, especially with the new coaching. I can see, you know, with the improved lineup, like I don't know why it wouldn't be possible but if you know, if I were betting on it, I'd really I'd bet against him for this. As would I. All right, so a lot of a lot of positive takes for the Phillies right now. Um, I am going to go with another positive take. I think that Aaron Nola will win a Cy Young Award in the next three years. 
here's here's why. I mean, if you look if you look at his um his statistics like last year, I mean they weren't they were not great, admittedly. He 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 did not do very well last year at all. But but if you watch the games where he pitched, you can sort of see it. He just sort of I mean, I can I, I even call I'd say he just sort of stopped caring after a while because he just knew that they weren't they weren't really going going anywhere last year. I mean, but if you remember two years ago, he was third in the Cy Young Award race with over two hundred strikeouts. He had two hundred strikeouts last year too. Um, and I just I just think that while of course strikeouts and ERA are not like the most important things, he does he doesn't really give up many home runs. Uh, if you look at him, his uh stats compared to like Scherzer's MVP or uh, Cy Young year or Blake Snell or Corey Kluber, they're not that much different because like even though even when they won won the Cy Young, they only had like like a two nine two two uh like uh two five ERA and that those are extremely good ERAs and that's exa- that's about what um Nola had two years ago. I mean you can't really compare them to guys like Degrom who are pitching like with one point seven ERAs because they're just ridiculous. Um, but personally, I see I see him winning winning a, a Cy Young in the next few years. Um, I think similar to what we were just talking about is Harper. I mean, Nola is a, one of the top five, ten pitchers in the National League. So I'd say, yeah, there's definitely a decent chance that he could win the Cy Young within the next three years if all things go together. I mean, Nola's great. He's the best pitcher we've had since, like, since 2011 when we had Halliday, Hamels, and all those guys. So I love Aaron Nola, and I I think it's a very realistic possibility. I mean, there's some very good pitchers in the NL: Degrom, Strasburg, Scherzer. But I mean, Nola's right up there with those guys. So yeah, I think he could. I mean, my only issue with what you said is you said like you can't compare him to Degrom with his ERA, but he's going to be competing against Degrom for this award, and. Like Pat said, I mean, the competition is really tough. But I think I would definitely lean more on the side of, like, two, three years. I think it's more possible for Nola. Um, But, yeah, like Harper, I don't see why it wouldn't be possible, especially kind of similar to Wentz. He was so close to it that one year. Uh, I'm actually going to disagree with you here. Um, I think the pitching talent in the NL is a little too high. Um, I think Nola had his shot a couple years ago. Um, and I just – I don't know. Last year he was really inconsistent, and I was not really – I wasn't really <laughs> – like Pat's calling cap on me. Um, but I wasn't really feeling Noah last year. And, well, I think he'll have – I think he's a great pitcher. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's going to be – he's going to bounce back next year. It's just Cy Young is a threshold – a very high threshold to cross, and you need to be better than – you need to be better than everyone. And I don't know if Noah, Noah can do that. I, I love the um, I love the um, answer, Jack. That you're saying that the competition for Cy Young in the National League is too high for Nola, who is in the clear echelon of probably top five pitchers. But Bryce Harper is within an echelon of about like 
10, literally 10 other stud hitters in the National League that he could win MVP. You idiot. That's, a, that's a very, very fair take. criticism, Pat. Interesting that's take. Awesome. <laughs> I don't understand how you could just say that his that his time like he had his chance and now it can't happen. That was two years ago, and he's like twenty four. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. he's twenty twenty six, but still, that's very that's very young for a pitcher. And you can and like I like I addressed he had an off year last year, and it was probably because the team was just doing so badly, and he was just sort of he was just sort of like fuck it. But but for a before like it he still had. Some would say an above average year. I mean, he his ERA was a bit high, but he still had over 200 strikeouts, and he was it was part it was in part because the hitting was so bad. That's why he was losing games in the beginning of this season last year because he was giving up like like two runs, but he left the game when they when they were lo- when when they were losing two to nothing, and then the and then nobody can help him out after. And then he still gets that loss. So, I mean, if it, it it's in part it in part has to do with the hitting. If the hitting can be better, then so then that that'll really help his Cy Young chances. That's true. You know yeah, what? I agree. Since I got torn to pieces, I'm gonna hop on the bandwagon and say, yeah. "Let's go, <laughs> Noah." <laughs> I was so really good. just I was just trying to be different. Yeah, no. was a great, but <laughs> I know. Guys, yeah, everyone we, makes fair points. The guys, the guys around Nola, like Wheeler, hopefully Eflin has a good season. Velasquez, I guess we're still hoping he's turns out to be something. Arietta, who knows what he's gonna be. Oh, I don't, fuck, fuck I, don't love, I don't love many yeah. of those names. Does anyone like Arietta? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so that's, I don't really like Wheeler that much. I don't mind Wheeler. I don't love Wheeler. I mean, we have Lucas. Seen I, I thought you were really hyped for Wheeler, and then you you called him a dick for wanting to spend time <laughs> with his newborn baby. I will give you one hundred ten million dollars to chill with his baby. <laughs> Come on, he wants to provide. He wants to provide for that baby, right? Go play with some baseball. I mean, you got paid. Yeah, let's let's talk about the lineup for a bit because. Travis, you said something earlier. I think it was you about uh, the lineup and how just we. I mean, we just sort of have to. We just sort of have to see um, where this lineup can be in a few years. I personally think Eflin will be will be on the lineup. He'll be like a four or five for the next few years because I I actually really like Eflin. I think he's I think he's a good. Wait, say say rotation, not lineup. I was confused. Yeah. My bad. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I, I, think, yeah. I think he can be a good four or five in the rotation. Um, I mean, you've seen you've seen it the past few years. He can have his really highs or his very lows, like mm-hmm. very very oh, yeah. lows. But then you see those highs, and you're like, wow, this dude can actually can actually be something. But he always he always comes back down in the end. But that's I mean that's sort of what a five is, and yeah. I think I think he can I think he can be that. Um, Spencer Howard, if he's a good three, then that's then that that's a great MLB player. If he if he's a three, I think Nola will be the one for the next five years at least. Wheeler, he'll be the two for the next few years. I think Arietta's gonna. I mean, you you saw you saw during spring training, Real, Real, Real Muto came out saying that it's some of the best pitching that um, he's seen Arietta pitch. 
But who honestly knows with him? He's he's probably falling off. But I feel like we hear that hear that every year. Yeah, at some <laughs> point every year. Yeah, we hear. Yeah, I mean, the what we just brought from the Reds. He's he or who who was the who was the manager of the Reds a while back. Apparently he's pretty. Apparently he's pretty good. So maybe maybe he can do something with Arietta. Who knows? I hope it would be nice to get him on track. Yeah. I mean, when's, uh, when is his contract up? Does anyone know? Arietta. Yeah. If, if he yeah, plays least, how he yeah. has been the past couple of years, not soon enough. I think it's like <laughs> two more years. Five years. Um, yeah, it was a big contract. And probably if he continues to play how he has, probably the worst contract we have. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. I mean, will we pay him 75 mil for five years? It's a good amount. I mean, it's right not now, the end of the not, world. It doesn't look like that much for us. But, like, if he continues to play as he has, we're stuck with him. No one's going to trade for him. No one wants him. So, yeah. Um, maybe he'll have a good year. <laughs> I doubt it. But, um, yeah. But, Lucas, as you're saying with Eflin, I agree with Eflin. I think he's had his points where he's played just as well as any pitcher in baseball. <laughs> Was I think a couple years back on June he posted like a he allowed like one run all of June, um, and but he's also some time games terrible. So I think he he would be a great five eventually. Um, but considering with our current rotation, he's probably more of a three or a four. Didn't didn't F one have a few complete games last year? Oh yeah, he when, always and, does. Yeah. yeah, and that's pretty impressive considering Gabe Kapler never let pitchers go nine innings. Yeah, so. he he's very good at limiting walks. He throws a lot of strikes, which yeah. can be a great thing or a bad thing sometimes because pitchers just knock him around sometimes. I mean, like we said, he is the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So yeah. it's really just a matter of the game for him, honestly. Yeah, yeah. but I think I think he's a good. Um, he can stabilize the bottom of the rotation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, that. That's what I mean. That's all you. That's all you really need for your bottom of the rotation guy. Just right. I that will just. You don't need. You, you don't need ten Ks complete game yeah. from him. Yeah. No. You just get a W. Yeah. All right. Anybody else got any Phillies topics you wanna you wanna bring up? I mean, I just hope there's a season. Yeah. I can't wait. I yeah. I miss it. I was so excited. I really. I thought this was gonna be this is gonna be Bryce Harper's year. We're, we were gonna win ninety games. It was gonna be great. Yeah, I was actually um, I was at a spring training game right before all of this, <laughs> like a week before the season shut down. So I saw some baseball yeah. this year. <laughs> which you I was watching all the games I couldn't. Like I, I was in my college classes, not paying attention to cultural anthropology. Spring training. <laughs> Watching baseball, really? yeah, watching spring training. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if that's worth it. I saw Bryce Harper hit three home runs in two days. Though. That was pretty awesome. There that is, is dope. And that's the only baseball game I'll be at all year. I can guarantee you that. Not that baseball. Yeah, yeah. Game. I just there's no way fans, fans are coming back. There's, there's no way. Yeah. Which I'm I'm fine with. I'm fine with as long as we get games. I'm fine. Yeah. With that. I'll watch on TV. All right. Last yeah. night I was. I was watching uh, the Last Dance because I had to watch it on demand because I can't watch it live. Um, and they were showing a part about the like you know how the Dream Team had that uh had that scrimmage together 
where it was just them, nobody nobody else. You guys know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. It was it was a practice game where pretty much all the best players in the in the world were playing a pickup game, and it was kind of funny because that's the best game you'll ever see. But there was nobody in the stands, so the game just seemed completely dead, and it was just really weird to watch. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of what what sports are going to be like for the next probably year, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Be it's get used to. I think it, yeah, it honestly might be more than a year. I have no idea, but um, Who knows? I think. I actually think if the MLB can hopefully go through with this proposal and start a season, I, I think it's going to be huge for them in terms of, like, their business, too, and growing their popularity because they'll likely be the only sport going on. And while yeah. not a lot of people might enjoy watching baseball, it's going to be the only thing on. So you're going to turn on a baseball game. So I, don't yeah, know. I think also, this could be good for them. An 82-game season will make – a lot of people can complain about the fact that games don't matter so much in baseball, but with an 82 game season, every game gonna, matters. Every yeah. game's be very important, which is kind of another reason that people might be more tuned in. Do you guys know how they're planning on making the playoffs? Is it going to be seven games or five games? I kind of read up on it, but I'm, I'm not positive. I don't have an answer. Yeah. I think they need to flesh that out a bit more too, like themselves. It's not just us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, only, I mean, it's not. It's not even like a guaranteed thing right now, right? It's only the season. It's only being discussed. It's yeah. pretty close. It seems there, there's an agreement on the table. The players' association, who is like coordinating with health officials, they have to make the decision whether to agree with it or not. There's still a lot of things. And also the players will have to take pay cuts. And, like, they're already making billions and billions. It would be really late. It would be. But still, it's something that's going to – it's already been a topic of discussion. The players' unions already having issues with the proposal. So that's got to get through. Um, Here's the the thing, though. When you're on on tap to make $100 million, and think think about it this way, they're taking – Fifty million dollars away from you. Uh, Luke, I, mean, I, complete, I completely agree. A lot of fucking money. What? I completely agree, but it's going to be something that's. No, I it's know. going to be yeah. an issue. Yeah. Um, I was reading something on Twitter. It was like, um, it was you know Sean Doolittle, the Nationals closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he. I saw like something retweeted by someone. He was just stating like all the aspects of his concern about opening the season, and there's like legitimate concerns um, no, with everything. Um, but I I hope there's a season. I do. Me too. I mean, I I've literally been doing nothing without sports, <laughs> without anybody. <laughs> just yeah. that day to be. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was great. We had some awesome hot takes. Um. All right. Well, if you again, if you haven't listened to our to our other hot takes podcast with the Eagles and the Sixers, take a look at them. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Fever Pod. Follow me at, on Twitter at Eagles Countdown. Follow Travis on Instagram at Ace Fantasy Football. Pat, he doesn't really have anything going, so he'll just he'll just sort of be. I'm just chilling. a special guest. Just, yeah. Thanks for coming, Pat. Fight. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Thanks for inviting. Uh huh. All right. Well, stay.
stay tuned for next week, everybody.